ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and those who don't identify as either. You are listening to Ratchet and Respectable with Demetria L. Lucas. Do you hear it in my voice? Do you hear it? Do you hear it? I feel much better this week. I was sick as a dog last week. It turns out it was allergies. Once I started taking my Claritin, I was feeling much, much better. Many of you wrote in or called or texted. For those of you who know me, know me. Very concerned. I'm very sorry. I didn't mean to alarm you. For my entire life, I've gone through a period of my nose bleeding um, twice a year when the seasons change. So in the spring and again from summer to fall. Like, it's just, it's what my nose does. My mom was like, yeah, like, imagine, like, you know, that happening to, like, your new kid. And you're like, oh, my God, what's happening? Did I break it? I was like, it, mommy, it? You mean me? But yes, but my nose is bleeding much less. I found a facial steamer packed away in my closet. I used to use it all the time before I moved to the old place in April. And then I moved back and I guess I didn't think about it much. So I had to like go dig it out of like some random unpacked box. So I started using my steamer. I have like this industrial humidifier that is supposed to arrive tomorrow. And I had to get an industrial one because, you know, like I live in a loft. So it's just like this one big room. And I was like, if I get a small one, is it going to be like effective? So an industrial strength humidifier, um, which should keep the air moist. You know what I thought when I got the humidifier? The first thing I thought was like, OK, good. Like my nose will stop bleeding and like my throat and mouth won't be so dry. Right. The second thing I thought was like, will the humidifier fluff up my hair? Because one of the really good things about L.A. having dry air is that my twist outs last a lot longer because there's no humidity. Right. So like my twist outs last like, say, like six days as opposed to like, say, three. But I was like, if I get a humidifier, is my hair going to be like big, like East Coast big? My hair looks way better on the East Coast. It's more defined here, but it looks better on the East Coast. So I was like, will I get like East Coast fluff for my hair? I know it's shallow, but it's a sign that I'm feeling better, that I'm thinking about like shallow shit and not like, oh, my God, do I need to go to the emergency room? But no, seriously, thank you for all of you who who wrote in and who told me that, like, for the love of God, stop holding your head back when your nose bleeds. Lean forward. Let it drip. Pinch the top. Thank you. I appreciate it. Or peroxide to get out blood. I think I'd randomly heard that before, but like usually I just like bleach and water. I didn't get peroxide. I just let my sheets soak in bleach and water for a while and they're like super white again. All is right for now. Hope it stays that way. What else is going on? I had the interview for the um, the hosting gig. I thought it went really well. The casting agent said I was doing really well, but I've also done like 50 million of these auditions and they always say like, oh, you've done so well. And then like I don't get the job. So I take that with, with a grain of salt. But I will say this. I did do my best. I absolutely did my best. I didn't have to get my makeup done, but I did just to, you know, put my best foot forward. And I went and broke out all the, um, remember I used to do those YouTube videos. So I went and broke out all my lights and had a whole setup. I did a whole bunch of outfit changes to see how they would look on camera. I really did put forward my best. So, you know, if I get it, amazing. And if I don't, like, they would have just decided to go in a different direction. So just in case, though. I have been window shopping via the internet because I didn't leave the house from like Wednesday when I got back from Mexico until Sunday. One of my besties from D.C. was in town and he and I went to brunch literally in a restaurant that's attached to my building. I'm literally not leaving the block. 
that's not the point. The point is I've been window shopping um, for outerwear and some fabulous boots. You'd be so surprised how hard it is to find like beautiful like black boots. Beautiful like knee high black boots. Like I have a small collection. I may have to have my mom like ship me some stuff from from the east because I didn't bring like my full wardrobe out here because winter clothes for what? For shit like this, I guess. Um, But yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But yeah, allegedly, I'll have an answer, yay or nay, sometime next week. I'm not even like antsy about it. I was antsy um, when I was getting my makeup done and I I said something to my makeup artist. And I'll tell you too, because it's just, you know, it's an honest feeling. Like I was like, I'm kind of like nervous about um, being on TV again, specifically the network that will be airing this show. It's a network known for really beautiful, gorgeous, pretty women who um, are like the reigning standard of beauty right now. Like they're, you know, they have like the the lashes and like the, the long straight lace fronts and, you know, the beautiful makeup and the BBL bodies. And, um, you know, most of them are in their 20s and early 30s. And I was like, so don't do lace fronts like and really don't straighten my hair. Don't do the long lashes. We'll do a makeup artist. But I was like, there's no like long flowing hair. It's just big and puffy. And I don't have a BBL. And I'm like in okay shape, but not like my best shape. I did start working out again starting yesterday because it was the first day that I like felt like I could since I've been back from Mexico. So I was like, I'll do what I can. But I was like, but there's no way to make a body that, you know, sans BBL look like one. I said this out loud to my makeup artist. He said everything but bitch, you sound crazy. And he was like, yeah, um, I'm not entertaining this shit today. And he was like, you look great. Stop. And I was like, no, it's just, you know, and he was just like, I hear you. Like you've had this moment and now let it, let it, let it pass. And then he called me the day after the interview and he was like, so how did it go? And shout out to Rodney John. He's been doing makeup forever. So, you know, he knows how this whole thing goes. Makeup artists aren't just makeup artists. Neither are hairdressers or publicists. They're all like part-time therapists. The managers, the lawyers, you know, whenever you're dealing with talent, you end up being a part-time therapist to them because there's so much that goes on um, behind the scenes that, you know, really just like fucks with your head. Um, So I really appreciated his call. He's such a sweetheart. Um, And he beats a face. But I'm not freaking out this time. Remember the last time I was up for some job, the network to get back about my treatment and then for the publication to get back, um, get back to me with edits for my feature, which, by the way, they had no edits. They were like, yeah, like we cut a couple sentences just for space, but otherwise it's good. I was like, I did all that freaking out for. And then the treatment from the network, I was like, they haven't said anything. And then like I finally was like, hey, is everything okay? Do you need edits? And they were like, nope, it's great. We love it. So from that. I've learned to just like stop freaking out. Like I know that I did my best and literally I keep saying that, but it's not a line. It's what I genuinely, it's what I genuinely believe. I did my best. I hope that I get it. And if I don't, then it wasn't the thing for me. And I hope whoever gets it like fucking nails it. Girl better be good. <laughs> so that's where I am. I feel like there was something else I was supposed to update y'all about. Y'all keep writing in asking about him. I've given you all the him stories I'm ever going to tell. That's, I play him close to the chest. That's just, yeah, just, yeah. That's, yeah. I know I sound crazy. Don't save me. Don't want to be saved. However, if you hear me talking about going to Vegas, stop me. Do not let me go to Vegas. Intervene. If you live in Vegas, find me. Stop me. Do not let me go to Vegas. 
then it's just gone too damn far. Otherwise, <laughs> today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. We have some good news this week. We also got some trash news this week. Unfortunately, Colin Powell, former Secretary of State, passed away on Monday, yesterday. I'm recording this on Tuesday at 1.45 p.m. So, like, you know, if you've been looking for the podcast all day at work, I'm just now recording it. Colin Powell passed away on Monday from complications due to covid he was vaccinated for clarity because this is the, the world that we live in now with people and their conspiracy theories. People were like, Colin Powell passed from COVID and was vaccinated. The vaccine doesn't work. Okay. One, Colin Powell was over 80. Two, he was battling cancer and had Parkinson's. It wasn't like he's a young, healthy man who was vaccinated and got COVID and died. The whole idea of getting the vaccine is not to say that you won't catch COVID but if you get it, you're less likely to die from it. If you are, you know, young and healthy. Not if you're, I don't know, over 80 fighting cancer and with Parkinson's. I hate the, the, the memory of Colin Powell, who other than like, you know, the Iraq wars had a pretty stellar reputation. I had a, <laughs> I, um, I didn't meet Colin Powell. I partied with Colin Powell once. The cat's out of the bag about my, my D.C. situation, right? Like, I used to not talk about it. But for forever POTUS, Barack Obama, for his first inauguration, I went to D.C. So go to D.C. B.T. has this amazing party. B.T. is known for his parties, by the way. This one was at the Mandarin Oriental. Everybody and their mother was there. Ball gowns and tuxedos because it's D.C., Barack Obama's inauguration was like CBC weekend next to CBC weekend on top of CBC weekend besides CBC weekend underneath CBC weekend surrounded by CBC weekend. Like it was insane. The only people I remember at this party, it was the first time I met Terry McMillan and I told her she inspired me to write my first book and Colin Powell. There weren't many speeches throughout the night. It was basically just like a big like, you know, party situation. I don't remember who else spoke on the occasion except Colin Powell. Colin Powell was at the party. Colin Powell was drunk as 
shit. Don Lemon on New Year's Eve drunk. Like he was happy. He was giddy. He was just, I don't know that Colin Powell was supposed to speak, but Colin Powell went and got on the stage and grabbed the microphone. It was at a podium and he didn't speak long, but I just remember he was like, it's like the Huxtables have come to Washington. Like he was so giddy about Barack Obama being elected and drunk. It was great. I remember turning to the guy I was with and being like, is Colin Powell drunk? And he was like, obviously. But that's my Colin Powell story. Giddy, drunk, partying (laughs) at Barack Obama's inauguration. I was drunk too. They were serving a good champagne that night. Such a great weekend. We need another black president. And, you know, for the pandemic to go away. I really just take CBC weekend at this point. I just need a good weekend of proper gallivanting. That's all I want. I don't even need ball gowns and tuxes. I would be fine with those life choices. I could make do. I could make do with that. (sighs) Barack Obama wrote a really nice um, farewell to him. Let me see if I can pull it up. Because Father Barack does come through with some good words. He will send you home right. What did Father Barack have to say? It was long, too, because I remember it was on um, Instagram and I had to like swipe left. And I was like, oh, yeah, quite quite a few words. Statement from President Obama on the passing of General Colin Powell. He says, a quote, on a personal level, I was deeply appreciative that someone like General Powell, who had been associated with Republican administrations in the past, was willing to endorse me in 2008. But what impressed me even more was how he did it. At a time when conspiracy theories were swirling, with some questioning my faith, General Powell took the opportunity to get to the heart of the matter in a way only he could. Quote, the correct answer is, he is not a Muslim, he is a Christian, General Powell said. But the really right answer is, what if he is? Is there something wrong with being a Muslim in this country? The answer is no, that's not America. Is there something wrong with some seven-year-old Muslim American kid believing he or she could be president? That's who Colin Powell was. He understood what was best in this country and tried to bring his own life, career, and public statements in line with that ideal. It's why for all the battles he fought and problems he solved, Michelle and I will always look to General Powell as an example of what America and Americans can and should be if we wish to remain the last best hope of Earth. I told you, Father Barack will send you on right. Make sure you remembered well. Father Barack extended uh, his condolences to General Powell's wife, Alma, their three children, their grandchildren, and everyone mourning his loss. I do the same. What else is going on? You know them Howard students? They're on day seven of protesting. The baby bison at Howard University, they are protesting. They took over Blackburn Center. I think some of them are still inside. There's definitely a bunch of them outside protesting. I saw pictures last night of them sleeping outside. What it looked like, it was the middle of the night because like everyone was laid down sleep. Except for one person standing in the middle who looked like, I want to say like an older person. I mean older in terms of, I mean older in relation to college students. So maybe somebody in like their 30s who was just standing in the middle looking very parental. Like they're checking in on the kids which I think sometimes I refer to the students as kids, but I say kids only because they could be my kids. But what they're doing is very grown and very adult. But they're out there and have been out there 
fighting for mostly decent housing. They've got some other issues they're addressing in terms of representation on the board of trustees, which is fair enough. But their core issue is housing the rats, the roaches, the vermin, and the mold that's growing in their dorms that's making students sick. And they've been posting videos all over Instagram. If you want to see them for yourselves, it's the, um, you can use the hashtag Blackburn Takeover to see the videos. Like, it's like disgusting. But there was this woman on, on Twitter, Scorptini. It's her Twitter hashtag, S-C-O-R-P-T-I-N-I, if you would like to follow her. But she did a great explanation of why the students are protesting. Testing. So let me just read you what she said. She says, quote, why are the students protesting? She said they are living in inhumane conditions that are not conducive to a healthy educational environment. I also want to point out that this woman is getting her Ph.D. at Howard. So she has like a dog in this fight and firsthand knowledge. She says, issue one, vermin. Howard has had decades long issue with rats and roaches in the eating facilities and other buildings. I can firsthand attest to that. I did not attend Howard. All of my friends did attend Howard. I went to Maryland Monday through Thursday. That is where I graduated from Thursday night until Sunday night. I was at Howard. I personally was in the towers and have personally heard either the mice or the rats, one or the other, running through the walls. This was circa 97 to 2000. So this issue, I don't know if it was addressed, I don't know if it's been addressed between 97 and now, but I can tell you that 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 was an issue then. Next issue, mold. Howard also has had documented issues with mold in the classrooms and dorms as well. In 2012, 19 students filed a lawsuit against Howard for having roaches, rats, and mold. The issue remains today. Issue three, leaking dorms. It seems like every year a pipe bursts at Howard and causes massive leaks and flooding in the dorm rooms. What happens when a dorm floods? Displacement of students and slow action from administration. In addition, there is not adequate housing for students to begin with. So pipes bursting means more displacement. Inclement weather also causes piping issues and has caused damage and sometimes suspending classes. Issue four, the removal of student, faculty, and alumni representation on the board of trustees. The representation of students that was fought for for decades has been rescinded. She also posted a little bit of context. She says Howard has just received its largest alumni donation in history, $5 million. That happened late last week because when I was searching initially for Howard University to find out about the protests, because I just heard about them, the first thing that came up wasn't the protest. It was this couple that just donated $5 mil. Scorptini also points out our endowment is nearing $1 billion. That's a billion with a B. B is in Bob. More context. The HU president earns the top annual salary in the greater D.C. area, more than one million. She also points out that Howard has already exceeded its fundraising goal for the year. All of that translates to there's no good goddamn reason that the dorms are looking like this. And also, I just want to point out, in fairness, this is not just a Howard problem. I, when I wrote about it, I wrote about the students protesting. I have a special place in my heart for Howard because I spent so much time there. I know so many people from there. I think most of my friends probably went to Howard. And Howard is in D.C. I'm from the DMV. And also, also, until the pandemic, when I lived on the East Coast, 
I used to teach at Howard Teach. Every year at the B-School, I would go in and do a presentation about branding and marketing and turning yourself into a personal brand, how to build a brand, how to build on one and expand into others so that you can um, you know, be a journalist and a blogger and an author and an executive producer and a podcaster and an influencer and a host and a speaker and a life coach. Um, so you can do all of those things and you can meld them all together into one. I've spoken at Powered at least once a year for like the better part of like 10 years. And they always give the best gifts. I used to have all these Howard sweaters, mugs. I had a bunch of like Howard paraphernalia. And when I left New York, my bestie, who I met her when she was undergrad at Howard, she was my bestie from high school's other best friend. So she became mine too. But she lived across the hall and I was like, here, take all this stuff. So I have a, I have a personal affinity for Howard. I don't want Howard to be canceled since that's like everybody's favorite word. I want them to give into these students' demands, create an action plan to fix these damn dorms. One, because it's just basic decency. These kids are paying, I did not know this, Howard's tuition is 48000 American USD dollars and dineros. Forty and eight. You're paying $48,000 to go to school and living in mold. Living in mold and living with rats. Come on. Fix them damn dorms. So these students who are sleeping outside in the middle of D.C., it gets cold at night. They have no business being outside. They need to be tucked away safely. And they're very clean, uninfested, unmoldy dorm rooms. That's where they belong. Not, not sleeping in the street. Certainly not in moldy, infested dorms. And certainly not outside sleeping. It's still D.C. I know it's gentrified, but Georgia Avenue is Georgia Avenue. My dad told me, he said, be, be easy on Howard, Demetri. You know, you know, people listen. He said that last time I said something crazy about Howard. I talk about Howard because I love Howard. I want Howard to succeed. I want Howard to win. But right now, Howard is wrong. Howard is wrong for how they got them kids living. <sighs> what else is going on? There's stupid shit on the internet this week. I've been following this Kyrie Irving story. The only thing I know Kyrie for is... um. He was the dude that had like the all white women party on the yacht. And he came back and was like, no, I do like black women. And like posted a picture of like him with his sisters or something. And I was like, sir, just eat your food in the car. Um, That's him, right? Well, he's back with more shenanigans. From what I've been reading, he is not vaccinated. He plays for the Brooklyn Nets. New York has very strict policies on being vaccinated if you're going to be indoors. So Kyrie, as a basketball player who plays indoors, would be in violation of New York laws playing basketball unvaccinated. So he can't play. The rules for the NBA say that if you don't have a valid reason for not being able to play, they're not going to pay you for those games. So from what I'm reading, it's a good $18 million that Kyrie Irving, at least just for like this year, stands to lose because he's refusing to get vaccinated. And from what I read, he doesn't really have any valid reason for not being vaccinated. He just doesn't want to do it and feels like he shouldn't be forced to. Okay. He's, he's unhappy about the potential of losing this 18 million, but he's choosing to because he's adamant about not getting vaccinated. And so he's become 
much like Nicki Minaj, the poster boy for right-wing pundits who are talking about their freedoms being trampled along, being trampled upon with these, with these um, what's the word I want to use? The restrictions that have been placed on indoor activity, limiting it to only the vaccinated. Maybe I've been broke too long. For 18 million? Hell, 10 million. Fuck it, five, three. I wouldn't do it for one, but I might consider it for two. I'd do heroin. Like, are you kidding me, nigga? He's been making so much money for so long that, like, he's willing to scoff at 18 million. He's willing to have general principles for 18 million. I don't have general principles for 18 million. 18 million? We doing heroin? Where we shooting it? You can't do the standard arm vein because I don't want it to look like I did heroin. But you could get in between the toes or a good groin muscle. You actually know what? Fuck it. It's winter. I have on long sleeves. Maybe you could do the arm. I would shoot heroin twice for 18 mil. You won't get a vaccine, sir? Really? You're risking your basketball career. Your life's dream over, over a vaccine. I've seen people comparing him to Ali like he's standing for something. This nigga's not standing for anything. He's being contrary and difficult because he thinks it's cute. This is the same nigga that a couple years ago was talking about, I think the world might be flat. And I'm not making that up. That's not an exaggeration. I saw somebody say that in the comments and I was like, LOL, that's so funny. And they were like, no, I'm not making jokes. He actually said that shit. And I was like, there's no way a grown ass man was walking around talking about the world is flat in like, I don't know, the 21st century of our Lord. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. This is just more conspiracy theory nonsense. It's as stupid as these people talking about, I need to do my own research. Are you an infectious disease expert? What fucking research are you going to do that's going to be more sound than, I don't know, infectious disease experts? You gonna watch some YouTube videos? YouTube is great for like, I don't know, learning how to adjust the sound while recording your podcast. It's really good for comparing the iPhone 13 to the iPhone 12. It's really great for shit like that. Health? You don't get your fucking health information from YouTube or random sites on the freaking internet. Just listen to fucking doctors. Why is it so hard? Why is it so hard? Oh my God. Speaking of the iPhone 13, I went to the store last night because I decided to run errands because I've been laid up in bed from like, you know, Wednesday to Sunday. So I go out last night and go first stop at the AT&T store. I'm really giddy. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get my iPhone. I'm so excited. I didn't set aside time to put everything on the cloud and then take everything off the cloud. I'm going to play with my phone and I'm going to order cases for my phone because like I've had this phone for two years and I've never had a case on it. I've been raw dogging it and it looks like it. Like the back of my phone looks like somebody beat it with a hammer. Like it's terrible. I have an iPhone 11. I upgrade every other phone. But I was all excited and I went to the store and so she was like, yes, ma'am. So your phone will ship, not even arrive. Your phone will ship between October 25th and and November 1st. And I was like, what you mean ship? Like I can't just get it today. And she was like, no, ma'am, we don't have them in stock. And I was like, if I go to another store, will you? And she was like, no, ma'am, we just had a launch recently. And I was like, well, when was the launch? I thought the launch was in September. And she was like, yes, ma'am. Like we still don't have them in stock so no iphone for me i'm very upset about it too 
And then, okay, this, right? So I had to pay off my last phone or whatever. I had like six more payments on the phone. And I also had to change my plan, which actually turned out I didn't even have 5G. I was operating on 4G, which I was like, if. So they upgrade my plan to 5G, which is actually $5 cheaper than the 4G plan that I had. And I've had free HBO Max, which I've been paying for. So I was like, great, wonderful. Can I just pay for the phone outright? So my plan will just be my plan. We'll just get the, the payment for the phone out the way. Also, because when I go overseas, I want to be able to pop my um, SIM card out. And I was told that you have to pay your phone off for the SIM card to be able to come out. So I asked her that. And I was like, well, I just want to pay. I just want to like buy the phone outright. And so she was like, oh, no, you have to pay like at least like the first round of installments before you can pay the phone off. And I was like, I'm sorry. I just want to be clear. Like, you want me to wait and pay an installment of $25 when I'm offering you like what, like a thousand right now? And she was like, yes, ma'am. That's the policy. What? This happened to my parents once. My parents went to buy a new car. Like my mom's lease was up and my parents went to buy a new car and they were going to get like a fancy car and they were just going to buy it like outright. And the guy was like, no, you have to pay like three rounds of installments first. And they were like, I'm sorry, we're willing to pay you in cash today the full cost of, of this vehicle. And you're telling us, no, that doesn't make any sense. And the guy was like, yeah, well, that's our policy. And they were like, OK, they left. And they just went and bought out the lease on my mom's car. They were like, that doesn't make any, any fucking sense. And we hate dealing with like nonsensical shit. So they just like missed out on. It's a BMW paid in full cash. Because they wanted to do installments first. It makes no fucking sense. So my, so my iPhone comes next week that I'll be paying $25 installments on when I just wanted to like give them the goddamn money up front. I just... What time is it? Do we have time to talk about the TV shows? Oh, no. We'll skip the TV shows. We'll talk about the TV shows on Friday. Because there's a bunch of stuff. The new Bachelorette actually comes out tonight. And Queens, which I really wasn't all that excited about, even though like I love like I love Eve and I love Notori. I don't know the Latina lady. And I ain't all that excited about Brandy. I saw a clip from them on The Breakfast Club this morning and like Brandy brandied and I was like. I was all right with Brandy until she did that versus with Monica and I was like, no, mm-mm, no. She don't mean no harm, but she's harmful. Um, Eddie Winslow, what's his real name? He played Eddie Winslow on like that black people show. Family Matters. Used to watch it when I was in junior high school. I remember the first time Urkel came on screen. I laughed and laughed and laughed. Like I slid out the chair laughing. I thought he was so funny. And then it got old. They ran it into the ground. But Darius McCrary, is that his name? He's a grown-ass man. He's 45 years old. He went viral this week. He and his, um, his lady friend, she says they've been dating since February. He says they are not dating. He made a video saying that they are not dating. Her name is Sydney Starr. She's a trans woman. The two of them did a photo shoot together. Now, the snippet I first saw they were just, you know, forward facing and, and they were, you know, all into each other. They looked like a couple to me. And I didn't know she was a trans woman. I'm not familiar with her. I saw a man and, and a woman with like a big old booty and some big old titties. 
um, some long hair, beautiful face. I had no clue that she was trans until I read. And then I saw that she was and I said, okay. And I assumed they were a couple because there was no context of, you know, shooting this for such and such magazine or shooting this. It just, they just seem to be like two people doing a photo shoot. And usually when it's a man and a woman all cuddled together doing a photo shoot, like, is this something for a video? Didn't say anything about a song, listen out for an album, a single. I was like, okay, like a couple is just doing like a, a couple's photo shoot. I give two dams that, you know, she's trans and, and not to be dismissive of trans, but just to be like, I don't care if, you know, this man is dating a trans woman. He looked happy. She looked happy. Like, that's where it begins and ends to me. They weren't having any drama. They look very much in love as far as I was concerned. So I didn't think much about it, but it was all over the Internet. And people were like, oh, my God. Like, you know, all the things, all the very ignorant things that, that people tend to say when anyone not known to be trans put that part out there but anyone not known to be trans has a trans partner you know people just like lose their shit and i'm just like are are you fucking either one of them then what difference does it make you know people speculated i think for obvious reasons that these two were a couple and then more footage came out from the shoot and at one point sis sydney star she was bent over and you know she was backing it up and he was banging on it like you know he they looked like they was having a good ass time together which I was like, okay, they're clearly in a relationship. So the first article I saw was like, you know, Sydney Starr says that she's been dating Darius McCrary since February. And I was like, okay, that makes sense because they were all over each other. They, you know, pretty new. They really into each other. Okay. And then he did this video. He was out eating with his mom who looked suspiciously like his TV mother. I was like, is that his TV mom? No, that's not his TV mom. No, that is his TV mom. I don't think it's his TV mom. I think his actual mom just looks like his TV mom. Or maybe he was at lunch with his TV mom. I don't know. Some woman he called mom. Whatever. But he like vehemently and repeatedly denied he was in a relationship. And he was like, you know, Sydney Starr is one of my friends. And we just did this photo shoot together. And I was like... So you just did this like lovey-dovey photo shoot with one of your friends for like absolutely no fucking reason? Huh? But he was very adamantly like, no, that's like, we're not together. We're not in a relationship. And his mom was co-signing that he wasn't in a relationship with this woman. And then he said something about like a fiance. And I was like, wait, uh huh, what? Sir. I mean, actually, at this point, I hope they're not in a relationship. She's saying that that they're in a relationship and all signs would point to yes, given the behavior of the photo shoot. So I think they fucking. Or they were, but they should no longer be fucking. I believe Sydney. I think that they had a relationship. And then this video that they put out or she put out, it got a different reaction maybe than what Darius was expecting. And now he's like backing away from it and denying her, which is not okay. Like, if you're going to fuck me, claim me, nigga. Like, that's the wine pouring in the background. That's the least you could do. Oh, well. (sighs) shenanigans 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 it's always something on this goddamn internet i was reading something the other day a woman had posted an invite to her gender reveal the man and a man her husband shared the invite and said my wife and her boyfriend are having a baby congratulations i always wanted a girl and i was like "Woo, child that's that's hot It got hotter. 
I didn't dig all into the uh, the comment section. I waited for somebody to do a summary. And apparently, like, the wife and the husband had the same side piece, which is this dude that the wife got pregnant by. So I think that they all had, like, an agreement to, like, have the sex with each other. And then maybe the wife and the side dude actually were having more sex without the husband. I think that's what it was. I read the summary that my friend did and I was like, it's too much internet today. And I just, I closed it and was like, let me go watch some like scripted television. Reality shouldn't be wilder than the shit that like professionals are paid to come up with. And yet so often, so often reality is shenanigans. All right. That's the podcast for today, y'all. I'm going to put my retainer back in. I didn't sleep with it in last night. I fell asleep without it. I don't know how I did that. But um, I put the thing in this morning. It barely fit. I was like, are my teeth shifting that much? Dear Lord. So, yeah. Let me keep my expensive Hollywood teeth as straight and as white as possible for as long as possible. <sighs> Always something. All right. We'll talk soon. Friday. Okay, bye.